Welcome to Real Life Magic. I'm your host, Kylie. Please join me as we explore the enchantment hiding in plain sight and uncover the wonder of everyday experiences. Hi, hi, friends. I'm so excited to be back with another Real Life Magic podcast episode. This week's topic is going to be so fun to talk about. And I'm currently sitting here in my house. It's been rainy all day. I got to wear my rain boots today. And I'm sitting here in my moon pajamas. They're so comfortable, so warm, and it's just so romantical. Today's episode has been one that I've been thinking a lot about in regards to real life magic because everything we're trying to do here at Real Life Magic is to help people discover their stories and experience the vulnerability and the and the bravery that it takes to tell your story. And then we turn that into wearable art that other people can buy and wear out as well. And so today's episode is to help each and every one of us to recognize our own story. I think every single one of us has stories whether or not we think we do. And I truly believe that the act of recognizing those stories and being willing to share them with others is a really amazing way to establish that human connection and to foster empathy with each other. And so I'm excited to jump into how sharing these experiences and these stories that we do have can help us inspire and empower each other and give validation and support, which ultimately is going to lead to greater understanding of each other and it's going to build up community, which I absolutely love. I think stories have always been super interesting to me because I'm so interested in why others are the way that they are and I genuinely want to understand people's stories and their experiences. And I've always had a love for stories, even from reading books. In fact, I am a major bookworm still to this day. But I was also the kid that you could not break me free from books. Like I would classically get grounded from books because my mom would find me in the middle of the night, 2 a.m., pile of books underneath my covers with a flashlight. I would take backpacks with me that probably weighed like 15, 20 pounds when we would go on family vacations because I was bringing every single book that the library had that I could possibly read on one vacation. And you just could not break me free from books. I loved the idea of experiencing whole worlds and people and all of the amazing things that would happen right in my mind. Like I thought it was so fascinating to be able to imagine different cultures and different people and different experiences. I still think it's such a powerful thing and I love every kind of genre. Stories really fascinate me. And it was the same with talking to people since I was a really little girl. My parents used to have to ask me to pause like they would point a fake remote at me and literally say pause for a minute because I had so much to say, so much to express. And I also really loved asking older people than me for their whole life experience. I just craved new perspectives and growth and history. And I just wanted to know everything there was to know about the people around me. So stories have always been a really impactful thing for me. And I want to continue to carry that on, but I think it's important that everyone who's listening to this podcast and really everyone who possibly could run into real life magic, I want them to recognize that they have their own story. Our own personal stories have so much power 
not only for ourselves, but for other people. They have the ability to educate, to raise awareness, to influence change, both in ourselves and in others. And I really think that recognizing our own stories really does promote this self-reflection and growth in ourselves. And it does, it contributes to the preservation of history and culture, which is also incredibly valuable. I think our own stories can be super therapeutic and they can be healing for us when we can recognize those and they have the potential to leave a lasting impact by teaching us really valuable lessons and also leaving behind a legacy for future generations of our children and beyond. And so recognizing and sharing those personal stories is a powerful tool that we can use for both our own personal and for societal growth. I think stories connect us They create this really rich tapestry of this shared human experience, which after all is not like literally why we are here on this earth to learn and to grow and to experience things together. So I want to help you today discover your own story and start recognizing your story and your experiences. So like I've said, I think every single person that we meet in our life has a story to tell. Actually more than one story. They have stories to tell. In high school, actually right after high school, I was best friends with a guy who would always say, it's all about the people. This life is all about the people around us. And it really stuck with me because I feel like this sentiment helps me remember what I'm doing and who I'm interacting with and that this life really is all about the people that I have in it. They're so valuable to me. And I'm asking myself, like, am I capturing these moments with these people? Am I making these lasting memories with the people that I care about? Am I doing things to let others' lights shine? Am I doing everything I can to make them feel amazing and safe and let them grow? And I just think that every single person that we meet on this earth is such an incredible person. Everyone has their own unique experiences and their own story, and it's all so valuable and worthy of being shared and remembered. I love a quote by C.S. Lewis. It was life-changing for me, and I still think about it very, very frequently. He says, It's a serious thing to live in a society of possible gods and goddesses, to remember that the dullest, most uninteresting person you can talk to may one day be a creature that which if you saw it now, you'd be strongly tempted to worship or else a horror and a corruption such as you now meet, if at all, only in a nightmare. All day long, we are in some degree helping each other to one or the other of these destinations. It is in the light of these overwhelming possibilities. It is with the awe and the circumspection proper to them that we should conduct all of our dealings with one another, all friendships, all loves, all play, all politics. There are no ordinary people. You have never talked to a mere mortal. Nations, cultures, arts, civilizations, these are mortal. And their life is to ours as the life of a gnat. But it is immortals whom we joke with, work with, marry, snub, and exploit. Immortal horrors or everlasting splendors. There are no ordinary people. But sometimes we label ourselves as ordinary and mundane. We're just regular old people. We're not special. We have nothing to share, nothing to offer to the world, nothing unique or nothing of value, nothing of substance. But how silly and sad and completely untrue is that sentiment? This perception is not only completely untrue, but it's so limiting to ourselves. Because each individual, regardless of how we perceive ourselves, carries a unique set of experiences and perspectives and stories that are so incredibly significant and valuable 
to somebody and to themselves. So the belief that one is ordinary or lacking in significance is honestly a self-imposed limitation. And I don't think it's actual fact. I think every person's life truly is a mosaic of experiences, emotions, challenges, triumphs, and lessons that are entirely our own. So what might seem maybe mundane or ordinary to one person or the way that one person lives may seem just not that interesting. It can truly hold immense value, immense value and inspiration for other people. You just got to find your people. And the idea that someone has nothing to offer or share, I really think is rooted in under underestimating the power of personal stories and underappreciating the diversity of human experiences. I feel like my mind was really awakened to the diversity of human experiences when I went and served a mission for my church in the country of Ukraine. There was nothing like that before in my life that had challenged my way of thinking the way that I grew up, the way that I spoke, the way that I ate, the way that I thought. And I learned to love a completely different people than myself. And it was so incredibly eye-opening for me to see so many different ways to live. And I, to this day, still really believe that in reality, every individual story has the potential to inspire, to encourage, and to connect with other people. And I think that it's the ordinary moments, just our everyday struggles, these small victories, our unique perspectives that honestly, like that's where the beauty of the human experience resides. I think embracing our own story, regardless of how ordinary it may seem, is a celebration of our individuality, of our self, and it's a recognition that we're worthy of sharing our narrative with the world. And so I hope that we can all recognize that it's these seemingly ordinary stories that really are going to resonate the most with other people. They're the things that are going to provide that comfort when someone needs it, that inspiration, and that connection with other people. So all of that in a nutshell to say it's crucial to understand and acknowledge that there's no such thing as an ordinary person. So you are not ordinary and your experiences and your stories are so valuable. So today's episode really is gonna be all about how to get past these feelings of self-doubt and ordinariness. And I hope that it will help us all tap into and recognize our own stories. So here are several steps that we can take to recognize our own stories. First off, daily self-reflection. I think this is a really impactful tool and can help us to get better and better at working our story muscles and our our muscles in our brain that help us actually remember and think about the significant moments. So I think by beginning to reflect on significant moments and asking ourselves at the end of the day, okay, what challenges, what triumphs, or what personal growth did I go through? And considering those experiences can help us realize the impact that our day is having on us and what things have shaped our perspectives. So I think there's tons of valuable benefits that engaging in self-reflection can have. And some of those amazing benefits are like increased self-awareness. It can help us with enhanced clarity. It can help us with personal growth and development. It can help us make better decisions. It can help us reduce our stress. 
which heaven knows we all need. It can help us create better relationships because we're actually thinking through the conversations and the things that had ha have happened that day with the people around us. It can help us to set better goals and actually achieve them. It can honestly just really benefit our emotional well-being and our life direction. And so I hope that each of us are dedicating some time to self-reflection every day because it's investing in our own personal well-being. It's investing and fostering a deeper understanding of who we are as ourselves and our life. And it really is a really amazing tool for learning and self-improvement and just living a more fulfilling and purposeful life, in my opinion. The second step that I think we can take to recognize our own stories is journaling. And I have not always been the best at journaling, but I truly think that this is one of the most beneficial practices for so many different aspects of our life, but especially in trying to recognize our own stories, keeping a journal or a diary is going to help us remember our thoughts and feelings and experiences probably better than anything else. It's going to help us recognize patterns. It's going to help us see themes and little anecdotes from our life. And the best part about journaling is it doesn't even have to be a lot. I used to be a person that it was like all or nothing. And I've since realized that that is just exhausting and not helpful. It does not have to be all or nothing. Journaling is so good for us in so many ways. And like I said, I could probably talk about this for an entire podcast episode just on journaling. But for the sake of today, I'm just going to say start somewhere. Write a funny moment that happened that day. Write a small victory. Write something sweet that happened with your kids or something that's really challenging for you in the moment. Write a feeling or an emotion that you had that you don't want to forget, whether it's something hard or something you worked through or something you're still trying to figure out. Just jot it down. Also, journaling does not have to be beautiful or handcrafted or super scrapbooky. It can literally be in the notes of your phone if you're on the go. You can send yourself a text. You can write it on a sticky note. You can leave yourself a voice memo. I don't care, but the practice of recording your thoughts and writing something down is really going to be life-changing. And this next thing is not an adder sponsor for the pod, but... I mean, if they want to be, I'm seriously obsessed with day one. It's an award-winning journaling app that's on both Android and iOS. And it's on, it's amazing. It makes it so fun and easy for me to journal, especially for like family experiences. I actually retro retroactively went back over the past five years of my marriage and added photos to the journal with little captions and stuff. And it's so fun because now every year I can see where we were and what we were doing that time a year ago or that time three years ago on a specific given day that I have photo that I have photos logged in there. And it really helps me stay connected to my past moments and to my family and friends. The cool thing also about day one is you can have multiple different journals. So I have my own journal. We have a shared family journal. Um, we have a journal to write notes and moments with just my daughter. And I even have a little funny one that I put pictures of my dog in there. So it's whatever you want to make it. It's a really fun family journey, journaling tool. And it's a way for me to get my thoughts down no matter where I am. If I'm out and about, if it's late at night, or whenever I want. So I highly recommend just picking up any kind of piece of paper 
your phone or whatever it may be and start jotting down some of the experiences that you're having every day. You don't have to go back and retroactively put the last five years of your life all in chronological order. Just start where you are today and write some things down that are impactful and that's going to help you start recognizing, oh my gosh, I'm having experiences and I'm having these feelings and I'm having these great learning opportunities, which is so amazing. Okay, step number three of how to recognize your own stories is to identify themes in your life. So if you're looking for reoccurring reoccurring themes or life lessons within your experiences, you're going to start recognizing these common threads. And that's going to help you shape and define your unique narrative or the way that you think and act and talk. And I also think that sometimes these themes change with a season of our life. Like I think back to when I was a missionary and I had certain themes that were definitely coming to mind over and over and over again, certain lessons that were popping up in my experiences that were very much specific to my time in Ukraine. And then in college, my themes look totally different than they do now. Now a lot of my themes that I see as I'm journaling and reflecting is that I have a lot of thoughts about business and my young family and trying to figure out how to navigate all of that. But I think it's so cool to be able to look back through recent times and try and see what specific lessons I'm learning for that specific phase of my life. And I think that's pretty impactful. Okay, step four for being able to recognize our stories is, I think, having conversations and listening to people. Engaging in conversations with others and actively listening to their stories and hearing about others' experiences is going to trigger the recognition of our own significant stories. This is one of my husband and I's favorites. I want to know everything about you and what makes you you. And so we classically keep people up way, way too late because we love to get to talking. We love listening. I just think there's so much to learn from everybody. So we love this one. Number five is mindfulness and awareness. I think that practicing mindfulness to help us learn how to be present and aware of our everyday experiences is a huge tool in helping us become aware and to recognize our own stories. It's during these times that we can start to recognize that maybe our seemingly ordinary moments actually maybe hold deeper significance because we're actually looking at them. Sometimes all it takes for us to actually engage our brain on something specific every once in a while is to just think a little bit more about it and to realize that we already have the magic happening right there to us. It just needs to be looked at. It's happening. We maybe just have tuned it out. And as soon as we tune in, then we're like, oh my gosh, here it is. It's already there. I already have things I can talk about. Step six is ask prompting questions to yourself. Use thought-provoking questions to prompt to prompt self-reflection. Questions like, what has shaped my beliefs? Or what challenges have I recently overcome can really stimulate recognition of our stories. I think there are about a million apps out there that can help us exercise this kind of thinking with our brains. I also think that listening to podcasts or books or anything of that matter can also get us to start asking ourselves questions about what we want, what we enjoy, what we think about a certain topic. And that's going to help us start prompting ourselves with new questions and realizing I have things to talk about. I do have a story. Step seven is to seek feedback. 
I think that sharing parts of our story with trusted friends and family and asking for their insights is pretty important. I know that that can seem maybe a little uncomfortable or a little bit vulnerable, but getting other people's perspectives can help us recognize the value in our experiences and it can probably help us expand our minds beyond just our original thoughts. I think it can push us to new ways of thinking and add to what we're already experiencing. Insight is always a helpful tool, even if it seems scary in the moment. This is another really important tool. And step eight is find your medium. Explore different mediums for storytelling. As I was thinking about this podcast and thinking through some of these different steps that I thought were important, I realized that not everyone is gonna be like an amazing storytelling specifically in writing. Maybe someone is better at speaking. Maybe someone's better at visual arts. Maybe someone is more musical. And I think that letting people figure out the best way to express their story through whatever creative outlet is going to be the best possible source for you to be able to recognize your own stories. Like I said, like not everyone is a writer and not everyone is a storyteller in the same sense of the word. And so if you can kind of get yourself out of a creative rut and, and try experimenting with different ways to express yourself, I think that simultaneously can tell your story. Whether you like to quilt or you like to draw or you like to cook or you like to go give service or you like to talk to a friend on Marco Polo or whatever it is, there are so many ways to storytell in different mediums and aspects of your life. And I encourage you to just go out there and start experimenting and find your medium. Step nine is to capture moments. This one is so incredibly important for me. Use photography, video, or audio recordings to capture the moments and experiences. Visual and auditory cues are shown to trigger memories and to help us recognize meaningful experiences and stories in our life. And if you know me, I could talk about this till I'm blue in the face. You know that my love language is capturing moments. I wanna take a picture of everything because for me, it really does encapsulate so much emotion so much memory and so much feeling in just one tiny small image. When I look back at a picture of my new baby's little toes, I can feel that moment like it's present day. I can smell and taste and feel what I felt like and I'm brought straight back to that memory. Pictures and videos are a huge thing to me. It's so powerful for me. So I take a lot of pictures and videos, like a lot, a lot, probably too much, but... I don't think you could really take too many pictures. And a little bit of a tip, I just wanna remind everyone, like pictures don't need to be perfect. Just take the pictures. I promise it's gonna help you remember those small details and moments that you're not gonna to wanna to forget, but you're going, you're going to forget them otherwise. And I think the other important thing in capturing moments is remembering to actually look back through those moments. You have to actually look back through those photos in order to remember those experiences and those stories and those silly moments. I love to get out old photographs. I love to reminisce. I love to remember the funny, silly, hard, good, crazy moments because they hold so much power for me. Okay, and the last step, number 10, embrace the vulnerability. Vulnerability is such a strength. Sharing our personal moments requires a lot of openness and vulnerability. 
which can be scary, but I think it's even more empowering and truly so, so connective. Embracing vulnerability in storytelling is super significant because it allows us to start to develop a real authentic connection and relationship with our true selves and with other people. It creates a bond of this empathy and understanding that goes so far beyond. And this is where stories can start to really help and inspire and encourage. It offers us the opportunity to not only help other people, but to accept ourselves and to be able to grow. And I know it can be really scary to confront our fears and those insecurities, but how much more powerful could it be to be courageous and to be genuinely you? I think that embracing vulnerability really is a catalyst for creating powerful, meaningful, and truly deep connections. And I think that as we get a little bit vulnerable, that's when it's going to have the most impact on both us and the people who are listening to us. I know that recognizing and sharing personal stories really is a journey of self-discovery and understanding. And I hope that each and every person who's listening to this podcast again can remember that you matter. You're so important. You have incredibly valuable things to share and to say, and people need to hear them. I know that this process involves really looking at our life experiences with a new perspective. We have to embrace that vulnerability. We need to understand our uniqueness, our value of our narrative, and we need to see it as worth sharing, even if it might seem ordinary or commonplace. So I hope that what you take away from this episode is that you're anything but ordinary. You are truly fantastic. You and everyone around you has a story to share. I hope we can be bold and courageous in recognizing our own stories and being, vulner- and being vulnerable to share them with others. And I can't wait to hear yours. Please share them. We love to collect stories. As many of you know, our clothing collections are all based on stories. They are taken from you guys, from the community. As you boldly and courageously share those stories, we take them, we create art out of them. And then we put them on to a piece of clothing that other people can wear. So it's wearable stories, wearable art. And so I encourage you to check check out our Instagram and our TikTok at shop.rlm. RLM stands for Real Life Magic. And check out our shop. Our shop can be found on reallifemagicshop.myshopify.com. This is where you can go to see the collection of stories that we've already turned into art and put on clothing. We have another collection coming out super soon. Cannot wait for you all to see it. It's so cute. This new collection is going to be all about family stories and traditions. And we're going to start releasing episodes very soon for that. So we will see you next time at Real Life Magic. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast today. Thanks for being a part of the magic today. Stay tuned for more fascinating stories and discoveries coming soon. And we'll catch you in the next episode where the extraordinary meets the everyday.